it's the 49ers cutback. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time, and we have lots of information. The 49ers have making been making a lot of moves, especially since Robert Sala has left. The coaching staff is starting to take form, and we're going to be talking about all the moves that have just happened this week. I don't like change. <laughs> I usually don't either, but some of the change I think may actually end up being for the better. I'm, in all honesty, though, really happy for Sala. I'm glad he's in. Got it. Finally, got his coaching gig. Thought it was coming last year. A lot of us thought maybe he wouldn't get the opportunity this year. A couple of teams made some surprise moves and some coaching hires. Yeah, it was it was interesting when the news broke that he was going to the Jets. I thought that at first he wasn't going to get the job. After going and actually meeting them for the second interview and leaving without a deal, those are the kind of things that make you think, oh, maybe it's not going to work out. Maybe Saul is the one that's holding out on the agreement. But no, they got the deal done. And now he started to formulate his staff. And I, I wish the best for Robert Sala because I want Sala to be successful um, because I just think he's a good dude. He's a good coach. And I think even Kyle Shanahan wants him to be successful. And that's why they're kind of allowing uh, some things to happen for Sala that we didn't. But what do you guys think about Sala being the Jets coach, Horst? I, I'm really happy for Sala. I think he's a good coach and from all reports, a better man than he is a coach. And that's saying something. Um, he was fun to have on the sidelines watching him go all crazy every time they made a big play. Um, they had the last two years especially had their defense really rocking and rolling. Um, so I'm really happy for him, but I wouldn't have took the Jets job. <laughs> <laughs> I would have waited for another job than that. But that's just me personally. But Godspeed to him. I hope he turns the Jets into a perennial contender. I like Solo that much. I just think he chose a poor job. It's an interesting choice because on defense, there's not a lot of centerpieces there in New York. So unless you have an idea of guys that you want to bring in, free agents you want to sign, draftees in the draft upcoming that you think are going to be the the foundational pieces for that defense going forward, it's an interesting choice. Uh, I I just I want success for him, like you guys said. I, I just want him to, to have a long, prosperous career as a head coach in the NFL. I think it bodes well for Shanahan as well if, if that happens. Um, there's a lot of talk all the time about when guys leave. Oh, they're leaving on bad terms. Oh, this, oh, that. Drama, drama, drama. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. It's very apparent that Kyle Shanahan wants nothing but success for Robert Sala. I think most 49er fans do. And in all honesty, if there were one place other than the Browns that I think he could have gone and changed things, it's New York. They need a complete and total culture shift and change over there. And if there's one thing that Sala is going to do really well, it's set the standard for what the culture is going to be, the type of energy he wants in his players, the type of man that he wants in his players. I think long term, it's going to be a good fit. It's got a lot that's got to change, but people in the New York Jets organization are going to have to want to make that change as well. I'm glad he went to the AFC, so now I can cheer for him because if he would have went anywhere in the NFC, it probably would have been hard, but now I can cheer for him and hopefully he has success. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The 49ers, because they lost their defensive coordinator, had to make a move. And throughout the the time, there's been a lot of names being brought up. For the 49ers, we always thought there was possibly a guy that was right in our ranks that we could promote, and they did. Of course, they promoted D'Amico Ryans, the former linebacker, and he's been on the 49ers staff. What do you think about this hire? How is D'Amico Ryans going to fit as a 49ers defensive coordinator? I'm actually a big fan of it. He doesn't have the huge years of coaching experience like some other guys, but... 
he's one of those guys that just seems to have it when it comes to coaching. He's only been on staff since 2017. 2018, he was promoted to a position coach of line, uh, inside linebackers. He's been coaching the linebackers till now. Um, I've, obviously, I've, you've seen the growth of All-Pro Fred and soon-to-be All-Pro Dre and the Hot Boys and all that under his watch. And you'll even see guys like Flanagan Foles or Aziz Al-Shair come into games and make plays. So that linebacking unit has been a well-coached unit since he's took over. And you started hearing rumors in like 2018, his first full year, where Shanahan, I believe, made the comment that one day D'Amico Ryans is going to be a head coach in the NFL. So clearly he's given off a good vibe ever since he took over. And the results have showed at the position he coaches. Now let's just hope that X's and O's wise, he soaked up enough from Sala to maintain what they have going. But I think it was a good choice to hire from in-house. One, because it keeps D'Amico Ryans on their staff and he can't, and he's not going to go with Sala to New York. And two, it's a guy the players are familiar with. It's a medium risk, high reward scenario for the 49ers. And by medium risk, I mean there is that what-if factor about the X's and O's for D'Amico Ryan. You know he can coach the position, linebacker position well. You know that he understands the position and the guys well because he's well-loved in the locker room, especially by that linebacking core. They are huge fans of D'Amico Ryan's. But medium risk because you're not 100% sure how much of the X's and O's he quite understands. But the reward, the reward is sky high because if he does know it, this defense is going to be lights out. And even if he has a little bit of a learning curve, you keep the core linebacking group, Fred Warner, the leader of that defense, extremely happy by him staying in San Francisco. Fred Warner loves the guy. He's going to play hard for this guy. He's going to keep that defense in line for this guy. And the rest of the defense is going to fall suit if Fred Warner is all on board 100%, buying into what D'Amico Ryans is putting out there. The familiarity was important. They needed to keep the linebackers happy as well, especially a guy like Fred Warner who you want to keep long-term. Guys like Dre Greenlaw who you may want to invest in long-term. I think it's a sound move, medium risk, high reward scenario there. Not all former players can be good coaches. I mean, some just, you know, are able to do things, but they don't really understand the game. This is a guy that when he was in college, they called him coach because he understood, you know, what was going on, all the scheme and how everyone operated. And he played at a high level in the NFL. And it's hard to play at the NFL level unless you have that intelligence and those smarts. And he didn't really have the speed that it takes to be a big-time linebacker, yet he still had seasons where he had well over 100 tackles. So he showed that he could do it as a player, and he showed that he could do it as a teacher as well, coaching up Fred Warner. Fred Warner always puts the 49ers in the right situations when he's on the field, and I think a lot of that has been aided by D'Amico Ryans. And this is just the next step in his maturation process. He's a great coach. I think that he'll be a, a solid defensive coordinator. And I think that if Kyle Shanahan hired him, then that is all I need to know about it. He's been hiring great coaches all the way through. He hasn't really been missing on these coaches, and these coaches have flourished when he's given them the opportunity, just like Robert Sala did. So I think that this guy will flourish. The 49ers defense won't miss a beat. I think, actually, they'll just continue on the same arc that they had and uh, upward trajectory, and I think they're going to be very successful. And I think the 49ers are looking you know, on the right track. Um, so that's going to be fun, Horst. Uh, one more thing to add that you think about in terms of him developing players is it's not like they're giving him top 10 draft pick type guys to develop. Fred Warner was a third round pick, a guy that played a lot of safety in college. Yep. Um, he played a hybrid position. He had to be taught that position totally. Um, Al Shire, Flanagan, Foles, undrafted. Dre Greenlaw, fifth round pick. 
So, I mean, he's developed guys that weren't really supposed to be the players that they've become. So I think that's a really good sign as far as his coaching ability. Most definitely. Agreed. But now a guy that's brother is a big-name coach. He's uh, doing things out there in Green Bay. Mike LaFleur. He jettisons off to the Jets as well and follows Robert Sala. That was just for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. And how are we feeling on Mike LaFleur jetting off to the Jets? Yeah, I think that um, this was kind of started being assumed that once Robert Sala left, that the name most often tied to him was Mike LaFleur. He was the pass game coordinator for the 49ers. Like you said, he's got the, you know, his brother coach. They're all Shanahan guys. Um, they have been in the system. They understand it. It makes sense that Robert Sala would want to latch on to him and be able to put in the run game and the same offense that Kyle Shanahan has. It's a proven uh, system. It's a it's a proven way to call plays. And it also goes right in line with Sala's defense that I'm sure he's wanting to implement and, and keep going. So that's what it's about is changing culture. There's no better way than to bring in somebody that already knows the system, was already doing the offensive game planning. So this was a this was a smart move for Robert Sala, and I think it was just inevitable for the 49ers that they were going to lose a one, you know one of their coordinators, either the pass game coordinator, or the run game coordinator. It was a pass game coordinator this time, and I think that they were always ready for this, and they have a plan in place, and they're just moving forward. But yeah, that was a nice move by Robert Sala. Yeah, I'm not too shocked by this. I mean, like you said, we were expecting either Lafleur or um, Mike McDaniel to go with Solo over there. I think it's a rare situation where it's not too bad for the team he's leaving. Although I'm sure the guy's a great coach, knows the X's and O's, Kyle calls the plays. So it's not like we're losing some play caller extraordinaire. You know, the like when you saw what happened to Dan Quinn when Kyle left him, they fell apart. So it's not gonna be that kind of situation. And I think that Sala got himself a really good coach. So I think it's a win for the Jets and not a huge deal that the Niners lost him. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to lose any sleep over this one. But um, good luck to him, too. I've only heard great things about him coming from Niners players. Absolutely. Nothing but great stuff from my, about Michael LaFleur. I do believe this is a win-win, though, because I do think it allows Shanahan to give more control over to a guy that he actually trusts a whole heck of a lot. And it's a guy that he ended up promoting to new offensive coordinator position. Uh, but before we get too far into that, I, I do think Michael Ford will be missed in San Francisco. I don't think though the strength was the, the pass game in San Francisco. It was obviously the run game. And I think that's part of the reason why Shanahan was willing to let him go. And maybe not so much Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Mike McDaniel is a Kyle Shanahan guy. He is a Shanahan guy overall. Um, we were talking about this before. He has followed Shanahan pretty much wherever he has went. Um, got all the way back to Mike Shanahan. He's been with them. And then he had stops in Houston with Kyle Shanahan. Stops in Washington with Kyle Shanahan. A stop for a year in Cleveland. I wonder who was there. Kyle Shanahan. Oh. And then, you know, he goes to Atlanta. Who's there? Kyle Shanahan. And then he goes to the 49ers. And once again, it's Kyle Shanahan. So oh, this guy crazy. understands this offense. Um, he understands what to do. He has been getting rave reviews from everyone that knows about the running scheme, the way he comes up with the unique ideas and the way that they plan and game plan for it. So now he is, his role is going to change from just going over the run game to now going over run game and pass 
So it'll elevate his a little bit. He'll have more game planning to go over, but I think it was a natural fit. He has experience working with wide receivers. He worked with Pierre Garcon and, and that receiving core in Washington. So he's a perfect guy for this job. I think Kyle Shanahan probably always targeted him as the eventual guy. Didn't want to lose him. Last year, he was able to deny Arizona the opportunity to interview him to go there as their offensive coordinator. This year, the Miami Dolphins were all over the radar wanting to interview him for that. He needed to go ahead and, and promote him to offensive coordinator, and he did. One little side note, he spent one year with the UFL with the Mountain Lions in Sacramento, and their running back got offensive player of the year. I don't think it's a coincidence that this guy and running backs have such great success under him. Let's not forget 2019, one of the greatest run games in 49ers history. Yeah, it's just another solid hire by Shanahan, and I'm kind of with you on this now that any pretty much any hire he makes, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt, even if I don't necessarily like it, but I do like this one. He's a younger guy as far as a coach. He's not even 40 yet, but he's been coaching in this offense since 2005, so he's got 15 years experience in this offense, so in ways he's a veteran coach more than some of the guys that are older than him. And he knows exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants, and he's going to be able to do it for him. So I think that's another great hire by him. And I think that if a guy's been around, and he was the receivers coach in some of those locations, yep. so I don't think the pass game is going to be very hard for him to put into his duties because he coached the receivers. Yeah, he's a complete Shanahan offense guru sort of he understands it top to bottom complete understanding I think that's why Michael LaFleur left and he stayed and they're promoting him and and the reason for the promotion is to keep him around make sure he's not going anywhere he's been loyal from the get-go Shanahan's rewarding that loyalty and he should because he's proven time and again that he understands the offense sometimes maybe even probably better than Shanahan now the question for me becomes I didn't realize he was with him in all of the stops it's part of the reason the run game was successful because of Mike McDaniel and his understanding of the system and what needed to be done. There is a potential for that as well. And we're going to get to see this year because he's going to have a lot more say in what gets done with this offense. Yeah, I think that, you know, uh, Shannon has coaches that he counts on. He has Turner, the running back coach, and then McDaniel. So they've been working together with the run game. Now, the question is, though, are they going to miss the offensive line coach that just left? Because Robert Sala was able to take the line coach with him, John Benton. He's moving on to work with LaFleur. He's going to be a coordinator of the run game there. So I'm sure he's just taking the same principles that they were working on and developing it. And the 49ers had to, they also promoted from within another change. Horse, what about the departure of John Benton? And how are the 49ers going to be able to handle it? Are you okay with the new hire of the offensive line? Yeah, the media probably won't hate this one, and neither will some of the fans. I know the line was their favorite thing to blame this year. I don't know that um, Benton necessarily deserves the stuff he was getting. He's a pretty good coach with a good reputation. And once again, best of luck to him in New York. I hope he does extremely well. Um, But Chris Forster, who they're bringing in to replace him, has been coaching offensive line since 1982 at the at the collegiate level. He started at Stanford. He's been coaching the NFL since 1992. He's been coaching since I've been born. He coached. Here's his list. He's coached for the Vikings, Bucks, Colts, Dolphins, 49ers, and Washington. And he's made multiple stops at a couple of those places, including 49ers, including the Niners. He is a zone run specialist, which 
obviously is what they're trying to do there. He was with the Niners with Chip Kelly. That's why he was there because of his own run game. Um, he also has uh, two years experience as an offensive coordinator. So as far as experience, this is kind of the opposite of D'Amico Ryan's. I don't know much about him or his personality, but his coaching experience list is pretty massive. So the fact he's been in the game that long makes me think he's a pretty good coach. He checks all the boxes. And I think that's what Shanahan was looking for with the guy that was going to replace Benton. You have to check the boxes. The, the veterans you have on the O-line have to believe that you know what you're talking about, that you can fix some of the things that were going wrong. Yes, there's some turnover. Yes, there's change there. Change can create instability. It can create uncertainty. And the one thing you don't need is uncertainty and not believing in the guy who's supposed to be coaching you up, getting you prepared, and leading you into battle. They corrected that. Well, not corrected it, but they solidified it with Forrester. You don't have questions on the credentials. You don't have questions on, does he know the scheme? Does he know the system? He's like he said, he's a zone offensive blocking aficionado. He's been doing it far too long to not know what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. This shows up the, the questions that anyone on the O-line or fans should have in terms of, do they have someone in place who knows what they're doing? Here's something under the radar, too, that people aren't thinking about. When he was in Washington... He developed Trent Williams. I was just about to say He was that. there. He also uh, helped Alfred Morris get off to his great start um, running the ball. So this is a guy that Trent Williams feels comfortable with. So promoting him, I mean, I'm guessing this would be a nice nod to Trent Williams. Hey, you need to come back. We got your coach, the guy that you like to work with. And Forrester's been helping this year, so it's going to be a smooth transition. This is about as smooth as it gets for a team. Uh, this is preparation, knowing that eventually you're going to lose someone and having someone to step right into place. Kyle Shanahan, when it comes to coaching staff, leaps and bounds above everyone else. No scramble, has just what he needs. He just keeps the fluidity of the offense. It's really good stuff. Yeah, if, you, if we were to delve a little deeper, like how you did with Trent Williams, Alfred Morris, and all that in Washington, with the Vikings, he was the line coach when Robert Smith had those great years running the ball. With the Bucks, I believe he coached the Cadillac Williams group. Um, I believe he was also Edger and James when Edger and James was the running back on the Colts. Nice. I believe he was the line coach during some of that time. Um, Dolphins, Ronnie Brown, all that good stuff. Um, and in Washington, like you said, he they took a guy, Alfred Morris, that I don't know if he would have made the NFL on any other team and turned him into a 1,500. Didn't he have like 1,600 yards? 1,600 yards. And he had yards. about three of the, not quite 1,600, but I think three he had two consecutive 3,000-yard seasons, yeah. So, I mean. That's crazy. Or 1,000 yards. So, the, like you yeah. said, the credentials are there. Yeah. Um, don't know much about him, like you said, personality-wise, but this is your credential hire. Like, yeah. Yeah. Forrester has the credentials. We may not have the credentials, but you should still subscribe anyway. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Like, comment. Let us know what you think of these moves, these hires. Are you a fan of the D'Amico Ryan's promotion? Are you a fan of the Forrester promotion? Are you sad to see LaFleur go? I know we're sad to see all these coaches go. You never want to lose coaches, but that's part of the business. The more success you have as a team and as an organization, the more people are going to start cherry-picking that success away because they want to put an influx of that into their organization. Best luck to the Jets. Hopefully you can get it figured out so you're not the locale franchise that everyone thinks you are. We don't. We want the butt fumble gone. Maybe Salah is the, the key to that. And make sure you're specific in which coach you say you like or don't like or you're going to miss. Because <laughs> that will really help us out. We look forward to hearing from you about... Time your... out! What's up? You're forgetting one. I am? The return 
of quarterbacks coach Rich Rich Scangarella. Scangarella, I think it's Scangarello, but you know, it's, yeah, it's fine. We're, we're How close. did that get there? He's someone's on the right the right thought process. So he was the 49ers quarterback coach in 2017 and 18. He accepted the job as the Broncos offensive coordinator in 2019. Was um told they no longer wanted his services after that one year went to the eagles as an offensive assistant and has been let go in the doug peterson purge so he is coming back as the 49ers quarterback coach this year what that means i don't know but it did happen i think a lot of fans are going to be nervous you get two teams there that you're not liking to hear that he went to the Broncos and their offense has not looked good. The Eagles has been an absolute disaster. But one thing to keep in mind when it comes to coaches and coaching staffs and even players and systems, when you're in the right system and with the right people, sometimes your flaws become things that aren't relevant anymore. And the things that, that make you shine as a coach stand out even more. He did have a, a hand in developing Nick Mullins the one year that he played heavy amount of snaps. And he was there for a little bit of Jimmy's development there towards the end of the season as well. And part of maybe part of the reason why he looked so good the next following season. Who knows, this could actually be a bright spot. And also your pass game coordinator just left. And now you bring in a guy who has offensive coordinator experience. He's possibly going to be giving a hand in the you know pass game um, you know, bringing up what's going to happen in games, game planning and all that stuff. So this is a good guy to have overall. I don't think Kyle would have brought him back if he wasn't confident in his abilities. So just the fact that he's been brought back means Kyle knows exactly what this guy can bring to the table and how he can benefit the team. And hopefully he can help benefit whatever quarterback is in that position. Because the 49ers definitely need better play from the quarterback position. And if they get it, they could be a, you know, a champion. I mean, I think we saw what the other NFC West teams did in the playoffs, and they weren't even that good. I'm and, not. So, go ahead. Go ahead. No, keep going. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm not even impressed with the NFC teams that are left in the playoffs. That's true. Other than the Packers, not really. And really, only his ability to throw deep to Devontae Adams out of that. Yeah. It's a wash. But anyway. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> you're fine. That wraps up this 49ers news episode. It's true. Make sure you're subscribed. Like we said before, you don't want to miss any of this glorious content. And don't you forget, the right way is always the 49er way.